0: On Point, hosted by Peter Van Artryk, conversations with interesting and informative experts on technology, branding, culture, social media marketing, and other great topics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Peter Van Artryk, your host for On Point, brought to you by our good friends at Wells Media, which includes Carrier Management, Insurance Journal, and other fine publications. This episode is supported by personalumbrella.com. Where you can quote standalone personal umbrella policies of up to five million in three minutes online, just by answering four simple questions. Our guest today is Lou Miranda III, who's president of Interagency Insurance Services uh, Insurance Service. Sorry, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee. Lou. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we're going to talk about a new venture, a relatively new venture that uh, you and some compadres have. Have launched and are building, but uh, first, Lou, uh, this is a question I love to ask people. How did you get going in insurance?
1: Uh, like a lot of uh, kids in this business that have grown up, my father started the agency, and I was always hanging around. Uh, then, after my standing in college, I decided I wanted to uh, do it full time, and he told me I couldn't come straight to work for him and shipped me off to a carrier for about three years to be uh be my first job in insurance and was doing commercial lines unwriting and uh finally asked if i could come back to the agency and he said sure and uh took a pay cut and started out typing this is back in the days of where agents actually typed policies and endorsements so
0: oh okay yeah
1: yeah, he made me work my way all the way through all the different departments personal commercial employee benefits before he had ever let me uh go out and try to sell something
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm so um well, I uh I, I should tell you too, Lou, that I I got started with with the typewriter back in the late 70s early 80s. Um and one of the first stories I wrote for this for Best Review magazine was that the chair of the National Big Eye then, I forget his name, I should know it, um was um it, it was a, it was May of 83, um I was writing this story and and he his 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 slogan was uh, paper-free in 83 <laughs> because <laughs> we're
1: still saying that aren't we
0: yeah like time magazine had done like the man of the year in in december of 82 was actually a computer so it was like uh you know how how the how do automation is going to take over the world and agents at that time were um, upset with with the hartford with ARP. they were upset with di- direct writers they were very concerned and so the chair was saying, Hey, uh, this is going to be our, 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 our savior to be, you know, to be fully automated as it was, as they called it back then. Yeah. Pretty funny.
1: It really is. And we're still trying to get to be totally paper free.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've, we've hit 93.0313 or maybe 23. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so tell us about your, your agency a little bit, Lou.
1: Yeah. We're, uh, we like to call ourselves a load insurance boutique here in Knoxville, um, Mainly Main Street America is our customers. Uh, we do have clients in about 30 states. Uh, we're not huge. We have 13 employees. Uh, much like everybody else, we say uh, service is our calling card, but we, we really take that to heart here. We uh, Sometimes when we get phone calls, we jump in cars and go out to see the client to return those phone calls for the local ones. Uh, mainly commercial with uh, purse lines that's driven off our commercial accounts, So more of a I won't say upscale, but, you know, not Main Street purse lines. It's usually these folks have a few bells and whistles and boats and jet skis and things like that. But, you know, pretty much a typical insurance agency, uh, just you know, slugging it out one policy at a time every day.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, that whole um, class of upscale homeowner, a high net worth um has really shifted I mean I think there's more carriers in that space, and also there's more homeowners who would quote qualify for maybe the lower end of the high end or the low yeah. you know you know what I'm saying right
1: yeah totally agree uh not just that people have been upscaling their houses building bigger houses, but now with the inflation the the values on houses there you're right, there's a whole lot and thank goodness there's a whole lot more carriers that uh have stepped into that arena
0: mhm- right mhm- so um Last thing, before we get into your new venture, um, is your role with the Big Eye. Tell us about the, the, what you do with the National uh, Big Eye Association.
1: Sure. Um, I joined the National Board as the state representative from Tennessee back in 2017, I believe it was. love uh, loved my time sitting around the horseshoe as a national director and mm-hmm. was encouraged by a few folks to uh, seriously consider running for the National Executive Committee, which... We'll put you eventually in line to become chairman, and I uh, uh, ran for that seat in September 2019, and uh, fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on which side you're on, I (laughs) did win that. Uh, Some people ask me, is it congratulations or condolences? And I say yes. (laughs) Right. Uh, So I joined as an at-large member. I'm working my way up through. I do have one more election, which is to run for, to go into the vice chair role, which will then... Put me in line for September of 2025. I will be chair of the uh, Big Eye, and uh, they'll have my installation in uh, Nashville, the growing crazy town.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: this year, I also I took on a couple of projects. I now chair an tech task force, which if you get to know me a little better, you'll find very funny because uh, I struggle with technology. But it, it made perfect sense because uh, I have a third-generation my daughter's in the agency and she rocked my world about a year ago when she told me we're going to quit fighting technology and we're going to embrace it and, and do it how it wants, not how I want it, which for about eight months, I was uh, upside down, but uh, she was right. It has worked out to be a lot better and I'm really excited about the insurance task force and then I'm also helping uh, big eye markets, which is the market access by. Bringing in some new carriers uh, for smaller agents, startup agents to access through, through Big Eye, which is uh, really exciting because I think you even know that in the last Agency Universe report, the number of startup agencies was tremendous. And we've gone from about 36,000 agents countrywide to close to 40,000. The first time in about 20 years, we've had growth in the number of agencies, which is really exciting. It shows that independent agencies have truly won. We are the best distribution model. And uh, moving forward i think our numbers will continue to increase
0: yeah it's really interesting what's going on i think um a number of those new agencies are are younger uh producers maybe starting their own firms or sure um there's also been a lot of upheaval on the on the captive agent side with the, the last one really left a state farm of any of any so- i mean they're huge of yeah. course but
1: yeah you're exactly right and- When we started this little track of trying to get some markets, we identified three segments and you hit on them all. There are the captives who are giving up and moving over to independent. There are the true startups, the young folks that are doing it off their iPad or their iPhone and social media. And as you mentioned, the producers who haven't been happy with all the uh, merger and acquisition and don't like the new deal, they're great salespeople and they're going out and starting agencies and trying to figure out that whole, how to run an agency and produce. So, that's what we're going to try to help and uh, keep those guys growing and uh, moving the independent agencies forward.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the other things that's been going on, Lou, and I know you're well aware of this um, has been the incredible growth of, um, I'm sure this is a clumsy word, but I I guess agency aggregators, and there's so many terms. I remember back in the eighties, uh, Iroquois Group was one of the first, uh, at least the one that was pretty well branded. Um, you know, they were called back then. Just they were all clusters. Sure, um, you had uh, now they, they have different names. Um, you know, networks, alliances, um, still clusters, and um, another terminology. Um, everybody seems to be you know trying to invent their own their own mousetrap with this. But clearly, um, you know, more than two thirds of agencies reportedly are in these these networks for several reasons. And they're um, you know, they're of all different sizes too. And the net, some of the networks are huge with thousands of members. Others are, are more informal with, you know, a dozen or even fewer than a dozen members. But there's a there seems to be a a you know a marketplace um financial, um, maybe even emotional need for this, Lou. And I I, I wanted to ask you, uh we we'll spend some time on that and also what you guys are creating.
1: Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Yeah, we were part of a smaller group and uh, decided earlier this year to uh, break off with and with some friends and uh, some guys we knew and ladies around the southeast. We formed a group called Fortified Agencies Aligned. We call ourselves uh, an alliance. Uh, There are 55 of us in seven states uh, doing about two point six billion dollars. Um, We're trying to create something that gives independent agents a sustainable advantage to remain independent with all the mergers and acquisitions lately. It's just kind of scary. Uh, I don't want to sell my agency. Like I said earlier, I have a third generation daughter in here working. In uh, Fortified, we have uh, one fifth generation agency. We have four, or five, fourth generation. There's like twenty three or four third generations. So we're trying to create a model that allow us to continue these as the uh, the family agency. It's been great to my family. It's been great to our my partners' families. Um, I won't kid you. It, revenue is very important in this realm, but we're trying to do something a little bit different. We're trying to work with carriers to create and brand private brand, fortified products that we have expertise in with additional coverages uh, that you can't get unless you're buying it from a fortified member. We're also going to create our own producer development and account manager development. We're looking to build a, a true service center, multi-carrier back office for our for our members. Um, we're going to have a young agents group to help work through and do the perpetuation and work with uh, funding mechanism to help, um, where, um, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's a whole lot more work than I thought. And the other thing that we've learned about this is, and you mentioned a little bit, the, um, we don't care how good you are. If you're not a culture fit for us, you're not going to get in because we're very collaborative. We share a lot of information. We work together. We help each other. Uh, we have a a question board where if you have a coverage question or a problem that you can post and all of our members right now are trying to help each other and say, Hey, give Jim a call. He might be able to, might be able to place this coverage for you. So we're, we're, um, I think we're slightly different than a lot of them. A lot of them, it's strictly about revenue and market access. And um, we're trying to build a true platform that allows us to, keep being what we are and doing what we do and take some of the back end service off and let agents sell, which is what we're really good. at.
0: Okay. All right. So let's, um, let's, uh, a millennial term today, your daughter might know this one is, uh, unpack. So let's unpack okay. some of what you've been saying. Um, All right. so there's 55 firms in seven States, right? Yes. Is that, Okay. Great. Are those like contiguous states in the? Southeast? Uh, yeah, it's mainly
1: it's mainly in the southeast. It's uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, and West Virginia. Now, so that's the one that does. We have some uh, we have some interest out of agents in Virginia and Maryland, out of uh, Arkansas, Indiana, and Illinois. That will probably, as the year moves forward, we'll uh, have conversations with those folks, and if they are a good fit, we'll bring them into the into the family.
0: Okay. So this is a really dumb question, Lou. Two two point six billion in this premium. is premium revenue. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that's what you meant because that'd yeah. be pretty sizable. Yeah. <laughs> um so um what I, I I I love your point about the culture because that's um that's it, you know, why work with people who aren't fun to work with, first of all. Um but I, uh, uh, there must be something else where you just know, like, how, how do you know uh, who number 56 is going to be? You know, like, how, how do you, how do you, how can you tell?
1: Um, it's usually, and it's kind of weird. Uh, we, we ask for a lot of their financial information from their carriers and we talk to their carrier partners and see how they are, but it's really just, we like to sit down. There's three main folks that are the executive committee that will sit down and have a conversation. It was just, kind of like interviewing them if that makes sense and you know when you interview folks if they're going to be a good fit because you talk about family you talk about how they work you talk about the culture in their agency you know the old what if when when you run into this tough problem how do you handle it you know placing business with a difficult underwriter difficult carrier or adjuster and we really it's more of a interview process than it is we look at financial stuff But we want to make sure that you're not burning through markets, and we kind of gather that from uh, conversations on how they do business, how they value their carrier partners.
0: Okay, Um, you mentioned um, uh, working on it. um, Some of the unique uh, fortified branded (laughs) products. what can you can talk a little more about that? Maybe give an example of what you're thinking, even, you know, kind of a class of business or a particular product where there's some, something you can do to, to, is it almost like a program or.
1: Yeah. It'd be more like a program or or one line of business. One that we're getting ready to uh, roll out is uh, cyber insurance. We're going to have some built-in limits that are now you have to negotiate and additional charges increase limit. We're looking at increasing some limits, Uh, working with uh, a carrier uh, and also developing some uh, hr on the back end for like employee benefit side we're trying to work on that also that'll be just from us Uh, not that it's truly private label because it is a firm that's doing this but it'll be part of if you buy employee benefits from us you get this if you're buying cyber insurance from us it's gonna have some limits gonna have some coverages that are endorsements elsewhere that you might or might not be getting from your current agent. So those are things we're looking at.
0: Okay. Um, did, are there, are these certain size agencies uh, you're looking for Lou? I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah,
1: they are, they're a little bit larger than most, what I think uh, go into uh, aggregators or market access programs. We're really looking for agents in the, uh, Minimum of $2 million, $2.5 million in revenue and up uh, with a focus mainly in commercial lines. Um, we're happy to have some purse lines agents. The way we're gearing this, it's uh, which, you know, the last agency universe, well, I think agents write 80-something percent of all commercial, independent agents write 80-something percent of all commercial lines. So that's really where we are, about $2.5 million in revenue on an agency size and up.
0: Okay. So... How do you guys handle the um, the agency management system component?
1: <laughs> that is uh, that is that is the sixty four dollar question. Yeah. We're, currently, we're currently in negotiations with a um, agency management provider uh, to hopefully put together uh, a, a deal, for lack of better term, to uh, see if we can't move majority of our agents. I don't think we'll ever get one hundred percent. If we can get two thirds or three fourths on it it would really help on the back end because then we could truly have a service center that did certificates or auto ID cards or any of those kind of little things that take that off the agents. And uh, some of the new AMSs out there as you're very aware of can do a lot of data mining for us so that we can really dig into what we're writing and who we're writing it with and the limits that we're, uh, the average limits that we're selling for, you know, liabilities and, and building coverages and things to try to, bring a little more value to our customers.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and how many carriers are you guys going to wind up with?
1: Uh, Somewhere around 30, 35 right now. Uh, okay. We're being approached all the time by additional carriers. We're being very cautious in that because we don't want to dilute the value of our network or alliance too much. Uh, and by bringing in new carriers, we like to strengthen our partners. Yeah even more because we want them to see being a partner with us that we also are a partner with them. And the volume is growing organically. We can't just bring in members and dump volume into them. That doesn't do our carrier partners any good. We've, we've got to be growing organically new, new, new to us, new, new to them. So that's a big yeah. for us.
0: Well, I know the, um, the regional carriers uh, at first were extremely nervous about this, whole idea of uh, these networks because they felt they'd get marginalized with the the nationals. I think that's maybe by necessity changed their, their attitude a bit. Um, Yeah, I would agree with
1: that. There's some of our better partners or our regionals have really stepped up. They're very engaged. They're, they're helping agents. Uh, They're helping us with education with CE in addition to just offering their products and, and making arrangements for our members to access them they're uh, mm-hmm. they've, they've come a long way in the last few years.
0: Yeah. Right. So if you, if you could take out your crystal ball, Lou, look down, down into the future a bit. Uh, do you, it is would it be possible for an agency to, to not be in a network? I mean, ultimately, you know, it's, it just, it just seems like there's so much um, uh, there's some, they've become such a business partner to, those agencies, you know, again, there's different kinds of them. I get that, but just the concept itself, that can they possibly make it on their own?
1: You know, when I first started looking at these, maybe 10 years ago, I didn't think they would still be here in 10 years. I thought carriers would get tired of them and fight them and pull out of them. Uh, I think they're here to stay. And unless you're a very sizable agency or have a very unique niche I'm not sure you will survive if you're not part of a Alliance network aggregator, uh, the value they bring uh, all of them, not just us, but all of them that they bring to their carrier partners and their agency partners. Some of them do better than others. I think, um, I think they're here to stay. Peter. I really do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too, because just the way the, the numbers, the numbers are working and, uh, i I also think um the association of networks has grown too and uh they have a very successful conference but you guys um you guys had a conference your first one in nashville uh was it back in december uh, january
1: had- first first uh, first second week of january it was, okay it, it was great it was it was a really big success uh probably six hundred six hundred and fifty people in attendance. Uh, the rooms were full. The pe- Everyone was excited. Um, mm-hmm. We actually had started off with a little uh, quiet meeting just of the uh, agency members. Uh, we did a little toast to all of us uh, for pulling this off. And uh, then we opened up the doors and brought our carrier partners in and uh, we had uh, Bob Russ Bolt come from the CEO of the big guy. He came and addressed the group. We also had a, uh, chip basiaco from tc.com trusted choice come and he and i did a little thing about um tech and how you've got you've got to get on board you've got to change your agency culture we can lead this horse to water but we can't make them drink and we're that's mm-hmm. sort of our mission throughout the rest of year chip and i are to, to you know, sort of a test run for us uh, mm-hmm. cult, the culture's got to change in we got to We've got to embrace all this technology. And there's a whole lot of technology coming from in- outside the industry into our industry that want to make sure that legacy carriers, the new insurtechs, and independent agents are all on the same page. And we had a uh, Dean come from Vertifor and do a Spark presentation about uh, sort of in the same realm of automation and how it can really help and move your agencies forward. Yeah. The carriers all had opportunities. Uh, we did breakout rooms. Carriers did all presentations to all the members and a lot of great questions, a lot of great energy, a lot of great buzz. And uh, we're looking to the, moving towards the summer and the second half of the year with Fortify.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the the, um, the insure tech piece, um, I, I think the, the, the regular uh, insurance industry, the regular carriers, you know, the standard carriers used to be rather suspect of them. And that's evolved a lot, um, in, in the last seven years, I think where they're, they're much more open to ideas. Um, not all of those insure tech stick, but a number of them have, um, some of these are even on your, you've got them on your website, like hippo and openly, um, they, they, they might not even call themselves insure techs. Um, but it's, you know, anymore, but I, I think, um, it is changing, and I I don't know if it's every agent's job to, to figure out how it all plugs together, how APIs work, for example. But I think to be open to some new ideas. I mean, I tell you, Lou, there's some members of the Big Eye who are just really just incredible um, thought leaders in this area, and they're out there and they're doing some really interesting things. You know, with with insurance with tech, just with technology. Period. And so, if you look at um, how resilient agents have been over the years to survive this period of uh paper free in 83 i mean it's 40 years ago you know yeah. and 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 agents just still around right i mean they yeah. they're, they're they're still around there's still 40,000 of them uh they're still doing pretty well not everybody's doing great but if if they could um with the help of the younger uh gen z uh and and certainly the millennials figure out how, how more to work with um, the insure techs and technology to improve the customer experience. I mean, it's just, it's all right there. You know, you can see it. Yep. It's happening.
1: And, and, and we have to embrace it. There's a little retailer online that everybody knows and your mobile phone. It, they have changed the service expectations in this country and in the world. And we've got to embrace that and learn that our customers want to reach out to us when they want to and how they want to, and we need to have the platforms allow that transaction to happen. And I was very skeptic of it, uh, like a lot of my friends, but having my daughter here, if she, you know, she's 26, she's all about it. She's leading that charge in our agency, and she's also helping us at Fortified a whole lot, along with some other younger folks, agent, uh, principal kids working in agencies across our, uh, our group. And uh, you're right. You know, 36 years I've been doing this and hearing the demise of the independent agent. We're here and we're not going anywhere. And we have to learn to adapt and change and bring this into everyone's agency to continue to grow and prosper in this industry.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with us and wish you all the luck with Fortified.
1: Great. Thank you. I've enjoyed it.
0: This has been On Point with Peter Van Artrike, a podcast
1: presentation of Wells Media Group.